broadcasting from the greater Philadelphia area and various locations across the U.S., this is Unofficial Remote. The good, the not so good, the glorious, and the bull. Real talk about working remotely. And we are your hosts, Jeff and Kim. So this takes us to um, the untold side of remote working. And uh, Forbes came out with an article on this. Let me see what date this was. It uh, doesn't say. Oh, okay. So this was also December 2019, so well before the, the COVID stuff. So this would be interesting. But it's the untold um, side of remote working, isolation, and lack of career progression. And that's something you hit on when you talked about promotions and the lack of FaceTime, because that can truly affect your promotion chances if you're not getting FaceTime with those you maybe people in the office are getting, you know, you're losing a little bit. Yeah, but that so goes back to the co-located part, though. So remember, we were right, talking to Christy. Right. You know, Christy had been remote for eight weeks. I'm hoping you're going to give us an update on her as well. I've been thinking about her all week long. But Christy very quickly found that when her entire team was among the unexpected remote, that she had, she said that she had never had as much FaceTime with her direct supervisor. Right. And I really just kind of latched onto that. I had not considered that. And you know, we, we talked about that, you know, being able to kind of strip away the the you know all the crap like around the messaging and 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 the, the communication, able to push forward our, our skill sets and our talents. And um, but in a co-located setting, yeah, very totally very, different story. Very different. Because yeah. when you have that FaceTime, that personal FaceTime, I don't care what you say, you know, those are the people that are gonna be looked at to first. Like my husband works for a company that's based out of a totally different state than where we are. And, you know, they have locations all over the country, but the people that work in the locations closest to headquarters, you know, they see promotions much, you know, much faster. You know, their their careers are accelerated when they happen to be within the, you know, the geographical space of, of, of headquarters versus somebody that's, you know, different part of the country. Same thing applies. And um, I, you know, I don't have any data to back that up, but I, I would imagine that the same is true. Your co-located folks are going to see just, uh, you know, the the acceleration and and the uh, career growth versus somebody that's remote, um, and that that concerns me. That that makes me sad and does does worry me. As we have these these very large companies, you know, and small companies going now back and giving the option to be um, at home. I think we need to call upon leadership and management to be aware of that fact and to do what they need to do to avoid it. I think that's going to be a serious pitfall. And I think in the long run, it's going to be to the detriment of, of their department uh, and the, the company overall. I think it's important. And it, this article in Forbes also says the culture of remote work is new and difficult to adapt to. And that leads to some of these problems. And I think, I don't know if they handle it wrong. Like you were, you know, like we've talked about, if it's a co-located and it's a mix, yeah, definitely. There's definitely issues. But if they were to just go full on remote and they had the right tools set up, I don't think they would uh, find it that difficult to adapt to, to be honest. No, I don't either. And um, when we're talking about, you know, the the, the hierarchy and, and career growth, that's a, that's a level playing field, you know, at that point. Yeah. yeah. It just isn't. When you're talking about co-located, it just does not. It can be if you have the right leadership, if you understand how to manage 
you know, that hybrid model that the co-located and the remote at the same time, no easy task I can imagine, or I can't imagine. Um, it's possible, but I, extremely difficult, but you, management leadership, I, 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 unfortunately I can't see them actually doing it, but they need to do their due diligence and yeah. be prepared to, you know, move forward, managing those in, in, in a way that supports both, both teams. So with remote work and the isolation, yeah, it's true. It's isolating. It can be. So you have to make sure you provide outlets for that. Like we've talked about in previous episodes, the, uh, happy hours that you came up with in our company we work together with, which are still going on and they're great. And you join us, which is awesome because everybody misses you not to get too sappy, but you know, you know, I'll cry. I'll do it right now. I know. I'm not going to, okay. I'm going to stop I, right there because I don't want to cry either. So we're just going to continue on. So. That was a big fear. <laughs> so when I was originally, when I was leaving the nonprofit sector and moving into this first position, you know, We've talked about four. I, you know, we, we both had we envisioned remote work in a certain way. We had fears, and we were excited about certain things. And for me, neither of them panned out. <laughs> like those assumptions were yeah. to be false. But one of the fears was, will I feel isolated? Will I feel disconnected? You know, I, I I had nothing to compare it to, and it just made sense to me that that would be the case. But I was joining a one hundred percent, you know, from the beginning remote team. And I had never been more connected. I had never had so much communication. Cross-functional collaboration was off the charts. I learned more from the IT director at that company and the head of design from that company. I learned, like, just blow your mind, like volumes from the, from the two of them working completely remotely. Um, but that was a leap of faith for you. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, scary. like... What's interesting, what you just said, though, is uh, about you weren't sure, you know, going from working and, okay, could I work remote, you know, you know, worrying about the loneliness or the isolation stuff. And, you know, I've been talking to my daughter about applying for remote jobs and stuff, and her biggest hurdle to get over was the thinking that, I don't know that I could be home all the time. And I was like... Well, you don't have to be home. You could be in a coffee shop working. Said her father that lives out of an RV. <laughs> right, right. I, it just gives you a sense of freedom. And she's still not sold. And then the COVID stuff happened. And so she, you know, was forced to be at home. And then she's, you know, she told me, oh, I think it was about a week ago. Yeah, you know, I thought I would really hate this being at home. But I think I could do remote work. Because and we it's mentioned that her, her area of expertise she translated into a, a remote role that you really wouldn't expect would translate it all. Right. Like, oh, COVID, that shit shut down. No, right. no. Yeah, they really did some pretty innovative stuff with, uh, you know, Instagram and their Zoom, you know, using Zoom. And I know Zoom isn't our favorite, but they've been able to utilize it with, uh, you know, she teaches uh, something. I'm just going to say that. So they've been able to utilize that with the kids that they have in their groups. And it's actually worked pretty well. And now they're starting to get more. Which is so shocking. Uh, it's just stuff. not yeah. what you would think of as like, oh, yeah, that yep. would translate well. And and I I would submit that it doesn't translate well unless 
there are people in those roles that can understand and they're comfortable in that technology and they can see like straight through it to their target right. audience. You know, so working with, with that specific age group in that specific, you know, kind of exercise that, that they're doing, that takes somebody that's very specific. And if they can translate, if they're successful at that, they can translate in a remote setting. I mean, in my opinion, no matter what yeah. she would choose to do, I think she would be excellent. But that that way of thinking, though, it's not so much, you know, kind of goes like critical consumers of media. When I accepted the position, I resigned from that nonprofit. You know, it was a painful resignation. I mean, like super excruciating. And I had, you know, everybody around me, like people above, like way above me, like, oh, how will they know you're actually doing your work? <laughs> brilliant people that far exceeded me in you know academia how will they know that you're doing your work well first of all why would you fucking ask me that question i have the work ethic that you've never you know like come on now like have yeah. we met have yeah. we met yeah. but you know the the that unknown because outside of the remote sector you, you don't even know how fluid like i didn't know what slack was and uh, until that point, remote was what I used to change the volume on the TV. Yep. I didn't yeah, even know exactly. like that, that term, that phrase was like even unknown to me. So it's hard to envision that fluid communication, that learning, that growth. And like what we talked about before, not only like the, the relationships that come from that, there's an intent that's there. That communication is intentional. So the relationships that kind of grow from that are you, you skip the bullshit phase of the friendship, yep. you know, and you yeah. go right to, God, I really care about you. I care about your well-being because there was an intent that was there. But you do, you can't know that until you get there because everything that we've seen, the media tells us or culture or you know, stereotypes, like while you and I say, you know, please stop saying I work from home, like the unexpected remote, yeah. they keep saying <laughs> WFH. And you and I were like, what is that acronym even? Yeah. Oh, they mean work from home. Stop saying that because it has a yep. stigma to it. You know, yeah. you don't work from home. You're a fucking professional that works wherever the fuck they want to work. Yep. Stop saying not, that you work uh, from home. Putting stamps on envelopes. Not that that's a bad thing, but that's no. a work from home job. That's what, you know, you can sit on your couch and do that. Right. Yeah, like when I grew up, you know, with my neighbor and, and uh, stuffing the little balls that go inside of gumball machines, we just sit in front <laughs> of the TV and, you know, and do that. Great work. But what we're talking about here is different. This is a profession. This isn't a job. Yeah. Like uh, Chris Rock did that great, you know, the difference between a job and a career. Right. You know, a job, yes. Like scrape, 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 scrape. <laughs> oh, only five minutes has gone by. Meanwhile, we've been talking about one of the <laughs> greatest challenges of remote work, sitting down in the morning, poof. Oh my God, it's already five o'clock. I haven't moved and I can't feel my ass. Yep. That, that's you know, across the board, all of the, the remote people that I've met, that's a challenge. Remembering to stand up, you know, <laughs> like, you know very, very, very different. Yeah. But for your daughter, that's, it's one of those things that she won't understand until she gets there. All you can really say is just trust me. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe I, it won't be for you. I don't know. We won't know until we get there, but you and I both know that when she gets there, she's like, Oh my God, you know, it's like an open highway of communication versus a rocky trail through the jungle. You know, yep. 
Very, very yeah. different. Yeah, for sure. So something that, uh, you know, they talk about the dark side of, you know, and I think they use that term kind of flippantly with what they brought up in that article that I'll link, obviously, and you can read through it. But uh, is remote work an enabler for a truly dark side, the unexpected remote worker and their addiction issues? You brought that up as a topic, and I hadn't really thought about it. But when you said that, it's like, oh, yeah, because if you're used to going into the office all the time to kind of keep your addictions under control, where you have that, you know, that time period where you're not tempted or you can avoid the temptation. I'm, I'm not addicted to anything. I mean, I'm probably speaking out of turn here, but, you know, you made some good points with that. That be interesting to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I've, I've just been thinking about it a lot recently. With COVID-19, it's been an ongoing frustration. So it's yeah. like a prolific joke around quarantine and alcohol. Like you know, And you and I, you, you know me, you know, alcohol and, you know, I have a, I have a cocktail right here, as a matter of fact. You know, it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not navigating addiction. So first I want to make that clear. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not working towards sobriety. I'm not um, in, in recovery. But I have been very frustrated with the language around the quarantine and day drinking is, is the cool thing. You know, bef even before that, especially around women, like, and, you know, and wine, especially like mommy needs her juice, you know, and um, yeah. women get together at 1230 and having martinis, you know, again, <laughs> critical consumers of media. That's what the media kind of, you know, portrays. But around quarantining, that's been a really big focus, this this day drinking, this alcohol, and um, just a lot of jokes around it. A lot of it's like, you know, super funny. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I, I, I love a good joke. I love a good cocktail, you know. But, um, you know, I heard a lot of people when uh, a lot of shopping got shut down, like essential things stay open, and, and the liquor stores were, were among those, uh, or, you know, stores that were left open. And people were like, oh, that's not essential. To which I say, well, the fuck it's not. Yes. First of all, <laughs> first of all I, you know, definitely not, you know, a, an essential for me, but it definitely, you know, keeps, you know, I, I enjoy that it's still open. But for those that are navigating addiction, keeping that open is essential to them maintaining well-being throughout this period of time. AA, NA organizations have been going above and beyond to make these types of, you know, yeah resources and, and connection available to people virtually. Um, but where my mind has gone is all of this, just you know, these cultural, now I feel like cultural jokes, you know, around quarantine and um, day drinking, colliding with the unexpected remote. And those among, within the unexpected remote that have been um, what somebody might call a high functioning alcoholic, Right. Addict, you know, any anywhere along that spectrum of addiction, sometimes it is that job, that co-located, that leaving the home, separating somebody maybe from the source that um, just keeps them from the brink, you know, of really kind of um, immersing themselves in that addiction and then finding themselves quarantining, which has cut a lot of people off from their support networks. But then also uh, the remote work, you know, all of these kind of things coming together. So the jokes around addiction and the jokes around alcohol colliding with somebody navigating me through 
uh, addiction at the same time that they're unexpectedly remote. And really thinking about is remote work an enabler of addiction? And for anybody that does speak like fluent, uh, for me, I grew up in Alateen. Um, yay, all my adult children of alcoholics out there. <laughs> you, you know, those that speak that fluent uh, language among AA and NA, um, as a kid that grew up in Alateen, enabler and enabling behavior was a, you know, kind of like a buzzword, but wondering, and I don't have the answer. I, I should put that out there ahead of time. I don't have the answer, but I have been thinking about it a lot that we have a lot of people working remotely that are isolated from a support network where that might just be the physical presence in an office or that right. fake time with somebody and that colliding with that just constant conversation around alcohol and the quarantine um but thinking about that what what will even before covid kind of i have to rewind my 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 mindset and think, does remote work enable addiction? Yeah. Yeah, because it's interesting with those two articles that are linked, you know, that was all December 2019. I'd be interested to see the change in that. But I think, more to your point, yeah, how are people navigating that? Because, you know, I grew up in a home that alcohol was around all the time. It was just daily. We didn't have the groups though then, um, you know, but, you know, it was just a way of life. And so, but you had to function during the day. I mean, I, I clearly remember one, every morning, one of my dad's friend, before he went to the sawmill, now a sawmill is not a, a place where you would go no. and think it's a safe place. I mean, there's blades of all kinds running around. Oh, you got to no. know what's going on. He would come by and to start his day because he couldn't drink at home because his wife told him no, he would stop by and he would have a cocktail. This is before, this is like seven in the morning. You know, and my dad worked graveyard. He wasn't even home yet, but then he would stop by, see us having breakfast. And I'd see him grab the bottle and pour it into his coffee. He would come and ask for coffee, but he would know where the liquor was because he'd been to our house many times for parties. And so he would pour the, the booze into the coffee. And I finally asked my mom, I go, why is Don always pouring vodka into his coffee? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? Oh. oh, my God. Is he doing that? He's doing that every morning he comes by here? That son of a bitch. You know what she's <laughs> <laughs> So the next time that he stopped by, I felt pretty bad because it was like, well, I didn't mean to be a snitch, but, you know, I just was curious as a kid, you know, six, yeah, seven years kid. old. Yeah. You can't snitch when you're a kid, like, dude. Why? Uh, and he's like, she's like, Don, you can have coffee. That's it. Stay out of the closet. <laughs> and he looks so, at her like, uh, what are you talking about? You know, who, but, me? Yeah. who, me? Who, me? What was funny, though, that was the end of his visits. So, you know, he oh, was a functioning alcoholic. I'm not sure how he functioned at a sawmill, but he did. I'm sure he drank on a job. But if you're used to a, kind of a routine and then you're getting forced into remote work, like you were saying, it's, yeah, that can really throw you off. I can see how that could throw you off. And there's probably people that are really having a struggle right now with with this. Yeah, so. I, mean, I, I don't. I mean, all we can possibly offer is that 
meetings are available virtually. I, yeah. I kid you not, AA and NA have gone. They've been adopting really Zoom. I've seen several articles about that. They were trying yeah. to get people in and, you know, people worry about the anonymity of it. But, I mean, you don't have to use your real name when you log into Zoom anyway. And yeah, you're in a meeting, they're going to see your face. You can yeah. turn off the camera if you're worried Keep about it. Keep the camera off. Yeah. Google how to remain anonymous in, in Zoom. It'll show you how yeah. to log on so that you're not going to be revealing your name. But even if you can't join a meeting locally, they are available. I mean, but literally globally, you might have a language right. barrier, but you know, at least inter, you know, nationally speaking, you can find a meeting. If you can't, you know, if for some reason you can't, there are just, I mean, every well, every I, I'm trying to think if I know about any counselors that haven't begun offering like telemedicine. Um, you know, there are lots of resources that are there, but knowing addiction the way that I have, growing up, you know. In, in a house that was, you know, the addiction permeated. Um, yeah. I've just been found myself like very concerned just because the, the jokes are just constant around oh, yeah. quarantine and day drinking. And um, just, just FYI, we don't drink when we're working because you can't focus when you, I mean, I can't focus when no. I drink. So it's, you know, the end of the day, have a cocktail if you can, obviously. I don't struggle with addiction issues. Um, I don't have a cocktail every day, but no, every now and then it's nice to have one. So we're both very protective over our, our focus and we know what compromises that, but, um, yeah. I've just been, I just found myself very concerned that we have these, these two colliding, uh, just forces, you know, the, this, you know, I just saw an infomercial for a copper lined face mask last night. Oh, like, like, it's like an infomercial, it's like, like you know, like uh, the the, uh, the copper line knee brace thing. Oh well, yeah. Now, we now have an infomercial for the copper lined face mask, and it shows, you know, and it's like a it's a green screen behind them. You can see the person like you know, awkwardly like walking, is super happy to be here with their black you know <laughs> mask on. This like lined with copper. They never do say like why the copper is beneficial, you know, to this mask. But right. it really made me think this is now part of our culture this is part of the fabric of who we are yeah and um you i know, saw an article too about bane from batman the bane face masks are very popular mask. you know i'm gonna but, be i still haven't found a feminist face mask i'm still i'm still waiting just which one are you looking for is it like, i mean anything with like rbg on it would be great but anything that would be like her, feminist. her face yeah or just like just like the collar would be like super awesome, but um, you know it, it is, you know when you see brand branded face masks. So I, so when I saw that commercial, I thought if you would have told me that that would have been an infomercial a year ago, I told I'd tell you you were high, like you're clear. <laughs> you must be from Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. But you know, but here we are, and um. My my thoughts being with just the, just this concern and this the, the ongoing conversation around alcohol and quarantine and those that are navigating um, addiction, it just reminded me that that it is now part of our culture, which just kind of heightened my uh, concern around that and and how that ties into remote work and what we need to start thinking about. Do we you know management leadership? There is a difference on how you approach that when you are doing that remotely. If your team is remote and you're a remote manager, 
that it's not going to look the same as when you were in the office. You just right. need to let, let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Just fucking let it go. It's not going to be the same. You have to approach that differently, but you also have to pay attention to different cues. You, it, when your person is in the office with you, if they're navigating addiction, they are maybe separated from the source at that point. They're not going to present the same way. You need to be paying attention to something different when you're managing folks remotely, whether they are navigating, you know, something going on within their family, a health crisis, you know, maybe a kid is at home who has, you know, who's devastated by a relationship, who knows, but you need to pay attention in a different way and you need to do it fucking quick. It is incumbent upon you yeah. to, to, to do that. And I think that we need to really remind folks that they need to put addiction under that heading as well. Pay attention and not like, I think you're a functioning alcoholic. You need to make sure that you are making resources available easily to your people. Just, you know, put it up in, in, in a base camp project. Hey, if anybody, you know, needs resources, here they are. You don't right. need to call anybody out or, you know, no. uh, you know address anybody. Make that shit available upfront easily. You know, go into your, your, your healthcare plan that has a lot of like counseling available. Get those numbers. Don't make people like navigate that stuff to find out what is, you know, what is covered. Put the hotline yes. number it out for them. Can't yeah. put it in Slack. Make it easy. Yeah. That's remote management. That's remote management. And I don't want to have to click a link and then go to a main page and then try to find what I need. If you're talking about a specific topic, put that page right. as a link so that people can click on it, go right there and get what they need. Because otherwise Make people are just going to stop looking. So if there's a barrier, if there's an obstacle yeah. to that, you're, you know. Yep. That, that's not, don't profess that you are committed to the well-being of your team. Like, oh, we have, we have unlimited time off and we offer yoga and you're not going to make that kind of shit available. You have to do that. It is absolutely, absolutely critical. Don't, you know, don't profess one thing and then, and then do another and understand that this is now different. And I'm, you know, if you're among the unexpected remote managers or leadership, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm like really sorry about your luck. You know that that sucks. <laughs> you have to shift gears even more quickly than your team has to because oh, you're yeah, responsible because they're going to look to you for the answers. So right, that's why they pay you the big bucks. Yeah. You know what? We'll circle back later and talk about your your you know how this has wounded you or or what, we'll work that out later. But for right now, you have accepted the responsibility for these people. You need to shift gears faster than they do. You need to learn faster than they do. You need to. Be there for them before they need you to be there. Get it done. Yeah. And uh, I, I just think it's, I just think it's critical in this moment. It's just something I've been really thinking about, and um, I think we need to start talking more about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe we can get uh, in some future episodes. Maybe get some uh, guests on that talk about addiction issues and things and what their thoughts are on this because that would be good. I got a couple people in mind that I think might might be good good for that. So any other uh, any other thoughts you might have on the, the ugly truths of remote work? You know, I, is th I mean, of course there are. There, there, are, there are going to be with anything. But <laughs> at the end of the day, I've said it before, and I, I, I just cannot see me saying anything different. I, I would not go back to co-located work. Yep. Nothing else makes sense to me. It does 
you know, kind of raise the risk in other areas. So if, if I were experiencing addiction in my own home, like if I, if I was, you know, navigating addiction, if I was experiencing domestic violence and I was now right. like working, like that would bring a whole different like layer to it. That, and, you know, something that folks need to be thinking about, but um, thank God, you know, at this point in my life, I'm not navigating addiction. I'm not experiencing domestic violence. So because of that, I just, I can't imagine anything else. I have never learned more. I have never been more productive. Oh, I've never been happier. Um, I've never felt more in my own skin, recognize the sound of my own voice. And, you know, as I, as I have, since I've been working remotely, just, it just, uh, nothing else makes sense to me. There is a dark side, you know, and there's things that we need to be aware of, but you know, no less than if I was, you know, traveling up 295 to get to my office, you know, in Jersey, right. you know, yeah. Also carries a, a risk with it. So, um, apples and oranges, you know, comparison there. <laughs> <But> <laughs> what about you? Anything else that you want to say about the, no, the dark? I, I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, I just don't see myself ever going back to having to go into an office or into a workplace. It's remote from here on out. Granted, I'm in a different, you know, later in my, um, life than you but it's still i just not yeah. by much friend not by much <laughs> but it's still it's it's been such a wonderful experience and also like you learning so much and having the access with the tools that you have with remote work to be able to just ask a direct question of anybody i mean i would never think in an office going to the ceo and knocking on his door and asking a question and, but you know with basecamp or slack i can ping him or know message him and get an or answer her. or her right sorry <laughs> in my case it's a him but it could be a her yeah mine too God uh, damn it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but in my old uh employment it was uh it was a woman in charge so it was it was great She's still there yes i take it down the fourth wall you know yeah. it's it, just that that access is uh something to be said for that i do want to mention yeah. by the way I spent some time on, uh, so I've, I've gotten emails from AppSumo for years. If anybody's familiar yeah. with AppSumo, A-P-S-U-M-O.com. So I had not been in their website for forever. And it's possible that, I, I can't remember like what email address I like registered with it. I, I get like automatic emails, but it's not one that I have connected to an account. Got into AppSumo today. If anybody has not checked that out, you can register for an account with AppSumo, it's free. And of course they just offer like amazing deal. Totally not a sponsor unless they want to yeah. be just saying to turn it out there. But, yeah, no, but I spent, you know, cause I don't take a lunch break cause I was in the zone and I didn't want to get up because if I got up, then I wouldn't have a focus. So like, Oh, let me check this out. Had a really interesting email from them and created a, a brand new account and got in there. The freemiums, the free, the freebies that they call in there, Holy crap. I downloaded like 20 minutes straight. I was signing up for free. There's courses in there that are valued at like $2,800. I was like, on oh, principle, yeah. I'm not registering for that. But the, you know, they have, I really had <laughs> unusually like happy time. Uh, just checking out like all of the freebies that they have in AppSumo today. Lots of great tools, remote work, you know, just lots of really, really good stuff in there when you're working remotely. Um, and a lot of really it is like lifetime 
It's lifetime deals. One yeah. fee and you get a lifetime access, which is cool. All upgrades, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they've, yeah. they've been doing that for like forever. But the courses they have in there, and it's not even just like just courses. There was, um, I can't even remember the name of the company now, but it was like dozens and dozens of templates that you can uh, use in, like, in uh, uh, whether that be like, like uh, any of the like the designer type uh, apps. I don't want to like throw any names out there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, like the big names when you're a designer, uh, if you're you know prototyping anything, and um, I mean just really like phenomenal. Uh, not much like usually I see like freebies. You know, it's like oh, this is gonna be you know just um, crap. You know, it's gonna right. be nothing but a promo. Like here's like yeah. one quarter of the resource that you want, and you have to pay to get the other you know seventy five percent. But um, yeah. it was oh, you want full function? Oh, that's that's uh, you got to pay this subscription. But with AppSumo, it's all fully functional programs. But like even like these freebies, like the deal yeah. that they have, like you know to something that costs like $1,400 per year, they'll have a special number like $99 lifetime subscription, all the upgrades. So it's phenomenal. Sometimes it's like, it's like new SaaS companies or new launches that are coming out. But if it's, you know, if it's, if you have a use case for it, it's so fucking worth the investment. Yeah. But I could not get over the freebies that were in there. I oh, so much yeah. stuff that I'm like sharing it with them. I got to tell, I got to tell Jay about this because <laughs> You, you totally need to check it out. I, I did. I, I, um, I downloaded probably like no less than like six different PDF files. They're filled with templates. I signed up for, you know, just some really great software that goes along with like designer, uh, like UX prototyping, like mock-up kind of tools. I was super stoked. God bless the people at AppSumo. And by the way, like their UX copywriter, their email and like their, well, their marketing. Oh, they're they're awesome. Yeah. Dude. They are so on point. I'll, I'll have to see if they have an affiliate link and throw that in the show notes so we can. Yeah, right. I don't know if they oh, have an affiliate, link, but God bless them. I'm telling yeah. you, their uh, their marketing is on point. If you're and you know if you're doing UX writing and product marketing, like any kind of like uh, UX onboarding writing, user onboarding in app, anything like that, pay attention with what what AppSumo is doing. I don't I don't oh. really kind of like give a thumbs up to to many. Duolingo would be one, AppSumo would be another, and I like the folks that write for Woot just because I think they're hilarious. Oh yeah, and, I love that site. That's God, so I love awesome. That. <laughs> yeah, and it just seems like they have a good sense of humor, but there's such an art yeah. to it. But um, I don't really kind of give kudos to many, but um, the AppSumo folks, uh, really, really ridiculously well done. Yeah. Yeah, they've been around a while. It's good to see them yeah. still around. Well, all right, that's. Uh, kind of good spot to end this episode as always awesome having a chat with you yeah great great perspectives as always so we'll yeah. uh, we'll get together next time and have more interesting uh conversation i'm sure yeah look forward maybe to it'll, it. maybe it'll be when we're in the same room who knows oh <gasps> <laughs> I would love that. That would be amazing. Yeah, same here. All right. We'll have to have like two headsets on and two mics, but we'll be in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Unofficial Remote Podcast with your hosts, Jeff and Kim. And if you want even more Unofficial Remote, be sure to subscribe and head over to unofficialremote.com. That's all for this episode. Please stay safe and see you next time.